I'm ready when you are. I'm recording. I'm recording. Hello, Internet, and welcome to the Friendship Snake Podcast. I am your host, Wade Mariano, and I'm joined as always by Trace Finicaro. And um I got nothing. Okay. Well, we had a good streak there going. Actually, uh, he gets a free pass, though. Yes. Because it's like 95 degrees in his house right now. Yes. Yeah. So, it's just death. small disclaimer, you may hear a bit of a noise in the background. Um, that's uh, on Gunner's end, and uh, there's a fucking heat wave in central New York, which is a rarity. So, uh, it's super hot. If it bothers anybody that much, I apologize, but it's not going away because... Uh, I'd rather not have one of our, <laughs> one, one of our, one it's of the, yeah, so I'd, I'd rather have Gunner uh, go into heat stroke. Although Gunner going into heat wouldn't be too bad. That would actually be pretty cool. <sighs> yeah, that's probably not happening again for a long time. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh, not, not for the podcast. <laughs> we're, we're getting what? Oh, man, what a great. No, cool if we could do love uh, It's uh, kind of. What is it? The, the Mrs. and I seem to have come to a point where we have vastly different life goals. Oh. Like uh, her, hers is uh, hers are uh, possibly somewhere out in California, and uh, ah, minor building a mushroom farm slash spaceship uh, manufacturing facility for crack crack Santas here in uh, the bowels of Central New York. Could you potentially make mushrooms and uh, gyrocopters in California? Oh yeah, but it's more, you know, it's it's. Uh, more, more of the abrupt change of convers the change of conversation. But I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, how'd you put it? She got a lot of stuff going on right now too. So I don't know if how much of it is just not, you know, like just kind of just doing something for the sake of doing something. Yeah, out. like like everything's kind of building up. It's super stressful, and it's almost like kind of like an escape kind of. Uh, like, you know, I, I don't know if I can trust me, which I've been there before. I don't know if I can like, you know, there's so much going on here. It would be easier to just kind of move somewhere and start over a little bit. You know, it's also in theory, you know, but that gets into the whole like, yeah, what is it? Transientness of uh, general everyone's employment situation at this point. But it was just like, yeah, it's kind of, hey, if you're going to move somewhere to start something new, it just. Just saying, we were kind of talking about like uh, we were kind of talking about that whole like moving in, staying, you know, getting getting steady together, and this uh, this this kind of a change topic for the last six fucking months of discussion, you know. Theory. I mean, nothing's final at this point, though, correct? No, but okay, but that, that sucks for sure. You know, it's like. I guess how'd you put it? When somebody's thinking like, how much is it gonna cost? How much would it cost me to ship my car to California? That's uh, it's about. Yeah. I've priced three, this. It's over three grand, I'd imagine at this point. It might be even double that now. You can do it for about a grand. Can you really? Okay. Yeah, it's it's maybe a little more, but um, what happens is there's people that actually um, just drive. They load up. A whole bunch of cars. Yep. So you don't have to pay for the entire trip. You're kind of splitting it. You're like ride um, sharing it. It's yep. kind of like well, I, um, when you see the dealerships transport the cars and they're like new and they still have like the white stickers on the fenders and on the hoods and stuff like that. Um, it's like that, except you don't get the cool stickers and you're it's just your car just like on top of some other random cars. Was it my, uh, my, yeah, I had so many. My blue Civic space opera one that came from Missouri, and that was pretty. I mean, like that was that was pretty much the same deal. It was an independent contractor that shipped it. Is that the one with the chronically ill wheels? No, that's the one that I got rid. I'm actually I am officially not a member. I am no longer a member of Honda Nation. 
Oh, well, congratulations! I think. Yeah. I now, now, now I am now I am a sci- now I am a Scion uh, VW uh, member, which they're they're both equally shitty, but in different ways. So, what is? Were you asking the question how much it would cost you to ship your car, or is that what? No, that was, that was that was the misses. Yeah. So, um, I don't. When you did yours, Gunner, did you did you go on to the auction, or did yeah. you? You did. So you've gone yep. through this process. Yep. <laughs> so, um, and did you sign up? Did you sign up for the auction website? Yes. Because what I did it, um, I got like fifty emails a day for like a full month. There's yeah. so many different uh, truck drivers that we're trying to bid and be like, Hey, do you still need a car moved? Hey, do you still need a car moved? Because they want to pack their truck full yep. of cars. Um, it took quite a while. So you actually paid it then. How much did it cost to bring your civic in? Oh, I have, I think it was, I actually, I think it was about 300 something to get the Ooh, civic move. Not too bad. I mean, like it, it was, it was handy that it was at like a dealership and that it, well, I mean, like it, it wasn't sold by a dealership, but it, got, it could get picked up at a dealership. You know, it actually ran. That's always a plus. But and it was small enough you could cram a whole shit ton of other cars around it. Just fucking, just stack them vertically on the truck. Yep. You're like, ah, eh, these Civics are pretty small. Come with me. <laughs> Put 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 them in put them in like a loaf of bread. We just we just tie like we just tie we, we get that expa- we put some garbage bags in between them put some expandy foam in the garbage <laughs> bag it fills right in the coat. Dude, you imagine imagine if they spray foam them and then you had to cut the spray foam <laughs> to get the cars apart. <laughs> it'd be like a fucking it'd be like a Honda Fluffernutter sandwich. It's about the only fun you're gonna be having with a Honda. Well, in recent events, well, yeah, talking talking about things things coming and coming in and going out of California. Yeah, so uh, we're gonna have to talk offline about this, Gunner. <laughs> Side note: Go ahead. Oh, about his about his relationship stuff. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want. I want to put Gunner's stuff all over the internet, but. Uh, we're gonna have to have, we're gonna have to talk, Gunner. Yeah. We're gonna have to have a conversation. We need a serious talk, son. No. <laughs> Sorry, Trace. I I, uh, I ruined your open. Oh, that's fine. It was a slow and bad open. <laughs> talk about so. talking about awkward transitions originating in originating from California. So uh, Apple made a pretty big announcement today. It was. Somewhat anticipated. We've we've mentioned it in our previous episodes. They're moving um, to Thailand, but now it's a reality because <laughs> they've said it. It's been a rumor in the past, but this time it's actually um, coming true, and they're finally s- ditching Intel. Um, Intel being what essentially the architecture that the original PC was made with back in the eighties. Uh, the, the 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 term PC um, actually comes from the IBM personal computer, and uh, it used uh, an Intel um, architecture processor, and uh, that's really been the foundation of computers for quite a while. And Apple jumped on the bandwagon, the Intel bandwagon, and they've been on that bandwagon for a while, and uh, now they're jumping off. And they've made some some of their own hardware decisions. And this was part of a bunch of announcements for their uh, developer conference, which took place uh, this morning. So, th- so this was today because I, I asked that. All right, I was one- curious about that because their stock rose today by two point six two percent, which for Apple that's a significant, really for any major corporation in stock. Well, yeah, and and, and Intel and Intel's just kind of fucking face planted because like fifteen percent of their business just went away. So yeah, that was an interesting move for Apple. Anybody that has stock in Apple, um, you know, you got a little extra bump today. Yeah. So, if, like Gunnar said, first of all, is that they're they'll be manufacturing their own chips. Now, the Apple desktop computer, although it's it's often um, uh, something that people aspire to have, 
Um, it's actually a very small percentage of the computer world. Now, if you live in New York City, you assume everyone in the world has an Apple laptop because you go into a coffee shop, they all have MacBooks. Um, and you see the Apple logos, and every single person sitting down has, a, has an Apple. Um, and I don't know if that's because the cost of living is a little more expensive, so the quote-unquote Apple tax of buying a laptop um, happens to just not be as, as severe for those people. But for the, for the vast majority of, of the United States as well as the rest of the world, the Apple desktop computer is still considered, it's a largely considered a luxury item. So this change, the, the hardware change, really isn't that big of a deal. Um, it does kind of give you a little bit more respect for them as a hardware manufacturer, though, because now the manufacturing process of their, their desktops um, is within their control. They're not at the mercy of waiting for Intel to come up with the next generation processor and time that properly with their next line of computers. But what makes this even more interesting, and this this is the whole um, Apple ecosystem. And if you remember, Wade, we saw this, um, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago, when all of the desktop operating systems were starting to go through an identity crisis. And they're like, well, we're gonna make ourselves mobile first. And then they got all weird, and there was a really bad experience. And then they're like, "Okay, okay we're you. You do use a mouse and keyboard. We're not going to pretend like this is a, a a touch interface, right?" You remember the whole Gorilla Arm thing with Windows Eight? Um, yeah. The, the flavors of Linux did the same problem. Um, but one desktop that never jumped um, the shark, so to speak, on the desktop environment was Mac OS. Um, Apple's um, operating system, their desktop for the, the line of Macs, they've kind of kept the two that, separate. There's been some similarities and they've merged some features between the two, but they've, they, they've kept it separate. However, which, is somewhat, which is somewhat ironic, right? Like that's kind of... Like the company that that like kind of pioneered like the iPad and the right. I or excuse me like the I, iPad like is like like new from the get go. We should probably keep these things separate. Well, that's why that's why he had the magic he had the magic mouse or was it the magic mouse or the the magic touchpad or whatever. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yep. Ex exactly. Um, they put magic in in front of a lot of their products, <laughs> so I'm not exactly sure which one you're talking about. One of them is the Magic Mouse. It was called the Mighty Mouse for a little while, but they they got sued and they had to, they had to no, change the, name. the whole the whole thing was it's it's a mouse it's a mouse with a gestural yeah. touchpad on the top of it or touch yes. surface on the top of it. Yes, yes, yes. So the one thing that that they really they started to get right was the multi-touch, and that's a big thing with the iPhone, and it really helped with the iPhone success. Um, the multi-touch um, has made it to the the desktops, and that's been very nice. But one change that they made um, is they they started treating the iPad more like a desktop recently, where the iPad actually has a trackpad for it now, so you can kind of use it it's my cat making sounds in the background i don't know if it will shut up and i'm sorry to the listeners I, I, there's not much i can do but kick it and i don't i don't know if that would make them happy i'd rather you did sad yeah um i, I would rather that i did counts. if my opinion counts but um i don't think i'm going to i appreciate um, I, you not doing that <laughs> I'll, I'll perform animal cruelty while i'm not on the air <laughs> So they added the the trackpad and they added like a like a virtual mouse cursor to the iPad and they've really started to treat the iPad more as a a laptop. But what's been interesting has been the benchmarks. So as the iPad has been using a similar uh, processor architecture as the cell phones, the performance as well as the battery life of, out of the iPad has started to get get dangerously close to the laptop line and in some cases actually exceeding the benchmarks of the laptop line so you know just picture right picture the scenario where somebody goes out and, and spends you know well over a thousand dollars on a laptop and they're sitting next to somebody with an iPad. They both have keyboards and trackpads, right? And and they're both doing something on there. And the laptop actually runs hotter, the battery dies quicker, and it's actually running slower um, than the iPad that's sitting next to it. So this is something that the industry has kind of known was coming. But what's really interesting about this is the way that Apple has decided to curate this process. And... Uh, so the, this isn't the first transition they went through. And Gunnar, you probably remember more about the well, last time that they went through this it's transition. That's why it's called Rosetta 2 instead of just Rosetta. 
<laughs> exactly. Exactly. So when Apple finally joined the Intel uh, architecture, they knew they used to be on an old um, the old um, architecture, the processors that, that they used to use. If you remember, the old Macs used to have the word power in the name. Yeah, you get power, a power Mac, Mac yeah. or Power G4 or something like that. And that's because instead of an Intel processor, they had a power processor, which was an IBM processor. But it made them drastically different. They couldn't run PC apps. Um, and you couldn't just like make a Hackintosh very easily. You couldn't get the, the operating system that was running on these power computers and get it to run on, on a, a PC. Um, but they did make the jump um, to Intel. And when they did, they called, they called this compatibility layer, uh, as, as Gutter just said, Rosetta 2. They called it Rosetta. And what Rosetta did is it actually allowed you to run those old power programs on the new Intel Macs. And the reason that this is important is because one thing that's very important with desktop computing is you need to still be able to run the software, whether it's free software or whether it's paid software. So, for example, if, if you spend thousands of dollars on an Adobe product, you better be able to still run that when you go buy a new machine. You realize what makes this like even more of kind of kick, a, a kick in the gooch, as it were? was that Adobe was not Adobe did not have the full stack on Mac OS for the longest time. They just got the Creative Suite ported over fully. Oh really? Mac OS. Yes, like this last year like that was one of the big things with the new the, the new Mac Pros was that you could do all of your Mac you could use the entire Adobe suite on your mm. Mac Pro finally. And now they've said, okay, and we're just going to wink. They eat, they eat that whole stack out the window well, again. Well, it's interesting that you say that because Adobe and Microsoft were actually the uh, two, two of the companies that were showcased already as running on this platform. And yeah. as a software developer, I'm a little jealous, right? Because I, I'm not important enough for Apple to say, hey, Trace, can we keep a secret, right? Can yeah. you bring your program over to this new this new platform. Um, now, first of all, most of my customers don't use Apple. And second of all, most people don't get excited about a little printing plugin. But I am a little jealous because what this means is, is for the last six months or a year or maybe even longer, the Adobe developers have been actually working on their program to optimize it for well, hardware that, that won't even be released until probably the end of the year. So here's the question. Is it actually running natively or is it's it running, running natively? Perfect? Okay. Because the, the other thing is, is that the, the the biggest change with this is that Apple's bringing in all of these it's not just the arm thing Apple's bringing in all of these 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 dedicated ASICs to accelerate like video encoding and you know uh you know color management sound you know it's not it's not just like you know and it's not just a GPU I mean like there's actual fixed function hardware specifically for like codecs that they're using that's how you, like that's how the iPad does its video editing and stuff <clears> like that and that's one of the big problems is that you can't switch you know it's it's faster than the Mac in some of those things but the Mac can do all of these things and the iPad can only do these others so that's like did did Adobe basically build a version of the software that only will edit in certain codecs, or did Apple just basically just because they're they're going with TMC TSMC and that like little that that new manufacturing process? Did Apple basically throw all that shit at the at the window when so they went I, with with these chips? So I can't answer that, and I can't answer whether or not all the codecs have been ported. But they showed um, they showed Final Cut Pro and Adobe Premiere both running today during the demo, and they yep. claimed that they were both running on metal. And what what's interesting about this, and I'm not sure if they used this technology, but for for a little while now, I think it was introduced a year ago, although it might have been two years ago, um, Apple introduced this concept called Catalyst. And the concept with Catalyst was, hey, most apps are actually written for the iPhone. So if you want to bring them over to the uh, the desktop, you can do that. You just have to use this framework called Catalyst, and then you can actually run your program both on an iPhone and iPad, um, you know, watch OS and whatever. Yeah. But it'll it'll also come over to the desktop. And what they admitted today was, um, after the presentation was done, because you know this is how Apple works. They're like, oh, by the way, this whole presentation was done on one of our new ARM Macs, and and they rewrote 
most of their programs in Catalyst. So when you use iMessages now, you're using the iMessages for the iPad, and they used Catalyst to port it over to the uh, to the ARM desktop. And this is where it gets really interesting because they're finally actually bringing mobile and the desktop together, but they're doing it more from a software engineering perspective where they reduce the redundant code, but they build the frameworks to make it easier on the developers. Now, whether or not it's actually easier, I can't speak on behalf of because I've never written a program using Catalyst, and I've only, I've only scraped the surface of writing a program for an iPhone. So I'm not a great person to talk about if this is more effort or less effort, but I assume that it does take away a lot of uh, software well, redundancies. So, so oh, go ahead, okay. Gunnar, go ahead. No, no, go well, ahead. I, I guess the, the follow-up question to that is, how ballsy is that next iPad Pro going to be now that they effectively have an entire desktop environment in that power envelope? It, it, what I think might be even more interesting, Gunnar, is how long before people find a way to run Mac OS, the full-fledged version, version on their phone, right? Because it's really built on the same architecture that the phones are built with. So you can have, like, you, know, you remember when, like, the Raspberry Pi came out and people just started, like, like filling up racks with these little miniature computers and they'd have, like, this supercomputer of little computers? What's preventing people from doing something similar? They have a full-blown version well, of Mac OS, but running on the phone. Or you do the Tony Stark equivalent of you're moving your fucking you're moving your immediate desktop session from one device to another as you're just with, uh, just with a gesture, it, you know. And, and we should be there already. It's sad that we aren't. Um, now, speaking of desktops, one thing I was very surprised to see during this demo because this is something I've been I've been kind of fearing um, since since the rumors the rumors really started getting strong about two years ago, and I started asking some questions on some some message boards, and I didn't really get a whole lot of feedback. Although I'll tell you, <laughs> some of those comments got feedback today. Um, but one of the things that they showed was they actually showed. Um, a, a, a virtualization software, um, you know, so you can run like a copy of Windows on top of your Mac, um, a virtualization software called Parallels. They showed Parallels running on the new Mac already. They showed it booting a version of Linux. And Parallels does, does not exist for ARM yet. So what's interesting to me is that the Intel emulation layer for this is pretty good. And the reason that I know that it's pretty good is because Parallels is a 64-bit application. So if you go over to the Windows side, right, Windows tried doing this. Windows tried putting their desktop on ARM. And it exists, and it works really well. Um, the Surface Pro X is one of them. I'm not sure if we covered that on one of our episodes. But I went out and bought one because I wanted to test my software on, you know, essentially a cell phone processor running a full-fledged version of Windows. And it runs. But unfortunately, Microsoft only was able to get 32-bit Intel programs to run. And people haven't been downloading 32-bit apps for quite a few years now. So to see Parallels run, something that was written for Intel and Intel only, which actually emulates hardware itself, right? I mean, you have like a virtual uh, video card. You have virtual RAM. Um, and Parallels is pretty pretty popular for actually running Windows video games on top of Mac. So it's got stuff like hardware acceleration where your graphics um, acceleration can come straight through. Not that Macs are famous for gaming. Well, actually, right? wasn't, wasn't one of the RAM things that they had uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider run it Absolutely. natively? They they had, yes, they had, is that what it's called, Rise of the Tomb Raider? Yeah, is that well, the it, one that's it, up? Was native. it was in the emulation layer, but yes. Is that they it was in the emulation layer. It was not native. It was running that, through Rosetta 2. Yeah. But, yeah. It, but it, full 3D graphics. So this is interesting to me because what they've done, and they, they've done this in the past, is they did what Microsoft was trying to do, but they actually did it correctly because you actually can run apps that you would have been running previously on this newer operating system. Where Microsoft, you know, they kind of released like this one-off device that they didn't really expect too many people to buy, well, kind of an experiment, could only run 32-bit apps, but nobody really runs those anymore. So I feel like they did it properly. You know, but the other caveat being is that Microsoft was stuck using somebody else's hardware to run this, and Apple was able to basically do a fucking... Absolutely. 
of yeah, top absolutely. to bottom stack design. Yeah, and you're right, because I remember when, when Microsoft first chose that architecture, I remember they were in contract negotiations about whether or not they could emulate the Intel architecture. So that's a very good point. There's some other interesting announcements today. One of them was, uh, <laughs> this is the dumbest feature ever. Well, before uh, we move on, yeah. can we just like get out of the weeds for a second? Yeah, what's up? <laughs> so what does this mean as far as like, a for process so apples they've obviously hired a another company to make them but they are as far as apple's concerned they're their own processor on here what does this do like the landscape essentially for like eight guys like intel adm essentially really those are only two major ones right well amd amd is in the process of amd not adm sorry uh actually still in all of intel's potential hyperscale customers so like Really, there's like there, there's three there's three primary segments in computing. There is mobile, so that's laptops, ultra low power devices, that kind of stuff. There's desktop, which is really more like office. Like you know, the, the, the 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 home desktop market is a very small portion, right, of what these companies are after. And then there's the data center, and the data center is actually split into two kind of kinds of markets where there's the I have a mail server you know like I have I have a dedicated machine running a mail server or something like that you know like I, I you care about the box you care the box is running one or two applications by itself usually this was software that was compiled specifically for that box so that's that that's been Intel for the longest time and there's like entrenched cost of dealing with that. So that's what like when Intel started having all these security fucking loopholes, the way that they solved it was that people would they would just companies would just have to buy more Intel servers and split those workloads up. And then there's what they call the hyperscale stuff where it's that's like AWS, Facebook, um, Google, Amazon, or I yeah, I'm sorry, I already said Amazon, Oracle, Red Hat, IBM, you know, like where you're basically you have Hundreds of thousands of servers or CPUs in, 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 a, in, a, in a just a, 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 an array, and you're selling processor time on them to an external customer, and that was the big growth market, and that's where AMD's been kicking everyone's, you know, kicking everyone's ass because ARM was supposed to do it, but none of the ARM manufacturers really <laughs> have fucking stepped up. You know, there's there's, K, there's KVM, there's a couple other main OEMs, but like. ARM has been primarily a phone thing. Um, Amazon, I think it's yes. right, Trace, the Graviton or whatever they call it. Yes. A Amazon has been tr trying to roll their own. But yeah. So I, I and I think what Gunnar's saying, kind of um, to to summarize a little bit of what he's saying about the the, the the industry is, you know, it's like the it's like the bees, right? <laughs> One of them starts wiggling, nobody pays attention. A couple of them start wiggling. A couple more of them pay attention. When enough of them start wiggling, they all pick up and they move their nest. Yeah. Intel lost seven percent of their business today. They they lost a a portion of their business today. But what's interesting is that the writing has been on the walls for a while, oh, yeah, and the software industry has has known about this. And there's been evidence because if you go like to to the Ubuntu website, right. It's easier to find the ARM version of Ubuntu these days than it is to find the 32-bit version of Ubuntu, right? And you'd think that the 32-bit version would be a little bit more popular because those computers feel like we just they were just around. But and the ARM isn't really that popular yet. But the industry is going to it, it is moving to ARM. Amazon has shown it in the cloud, and um, as you know, today's decision by Apple. Um, signifies that at least Apple's going there, but Apple's a tiny part of the industry. So it's really going to, what's really going to, to matter because the servers always run weird stuff, right? You could run almost any type of oddball processor in a server as long as the environment is fairly comfortable for a user. Now, it doesn't mean it's going to be perfect. And most, most like, like IT guys, they want to be able to simulate what they have in the server on their, on their local computer. So if you're setting up a web server, you want to be able to test the setup of that on your own local workstation because it's a little bit quicker. And then once you have everything figured out and you've learned what you need to learn, then you can deploy that to the cloud. There are quite a few nuances 
responses to jumping from something like Intel to ARM to power. By the way, there are still power machines out there. Actually, Gunner, um, uh, Gunner ordered one. I don't think he's, he's received it yet. He's got a pretty badass uh, power computer showing up. What we don't know yet is what what the next thing is going to look like. The last time that ARM seriously threatened Intel, they came out with their Atom processor, and it did really well. <clears throat> so, it, it, if it, it, unfortunately, it, it did, unfortunately, it did so well that uh, it, Intel's up the Intel server division actually fucking slit the throat of the Atom division because it was addressing like. 60 to 70 percent of their use cases uh-huh. and they didn't want they didn't want to lose that business because adam's margins were like so much lower than the fucking premium cpu thing as a person who owns like a whole gaggle of embedded devices that were designed around adam and it's funny that they're coming back to it because like the next the next generation of intel cpus so like in arm there's this thing called big little where you have a really beefy core and you have a, a you have a small low power core and like you're jumping between the two of them to optimize like how much power you because you know how much power you're using for each that computation. Mm-hmm. And Intel is actually going finally implementing this in x86. So like they're they're having a they're having an eight core processor. Well, actually, they have eight big cores, mm-hmm. and then they have eight little cores on it. And that's like how it does its power. That's how it does its power management. Is that basically when it's not, when it doesn't have to be maxed out, it shuffles everything over to the little cores, or it's doing background tasks. Like they actually have it. They they just came out with a five core chip, that's based on that. So it has one really really fast core, and then four really kind of shitty, suck dick for drug money kind of. <laughs> so. So it, it, if, if you were to ask me my instinct, I'll tell you the same thing I said two years ago. I'll say that it's all going to be ARM. Yeah, well, yeah. There, there's, there's, gonna a be premium, the next, there's a premium. There's going to be a premium user experience on ARM now. ARM's going to be the next PC. Now, there, th- there's actually another compelling reason to have ARM. This is one people don't talk about too much, but it will be something that we all just take for granted at some point in time. There's, th- there's one major feature to your cell phone that everyone takes for granted, and, and we don't have it inside our, our computer. It doesn't really seem like that big of a deal, but it kind of is. And, uh, and Gunner probably knows exactly where I'm going with this. No. Boot up? Well, I mean, that's definitely a factor, but no, actually, um, computers boot almost immediately now. Yeah. Because yeah. they, just, they just go to sleep. <laughs> they don't actually power off. Right, um, right. It's, it's actually cellular. Intel tried and failed miserably. And then sold, Having- then, and then sold their, their, their cellular business to uh, Apple. Yeah, I mean, so having connectivity is pretty much... Yeah, at any I mean, point using a cell tower instead of I mean, uh, having to use like a Wi-Fi router. But even even more fundamental than that, like you say, Wi-Fi router. But like, where's the router? Right. I, right. I don't worry about a router when I have my cell phone. I, it just it just has a connection. I might worry about how much data I use while I'm out, but I, I know is- that I have a connection. To have a connection on a laptop, it's. For some reason, it's it's like unheard of right now, and it's not that big of a deal because you don't like like walk around with your laptop in a park that much. You usually sit down, and wherever you sit down, hopefully there's some type of Wi-Fi there. Or if you're one of the lucky people that have a hotspot feature on your phone, you can toggle on the hotspot on your phone and then use it. But what if your the, the battery on your phone is dead? Also, the hotspot chews through the battery on your phone, so you're gonna make it dead. The fact that that laptops don't have a spot for a SIM card is largely an architectural problem, and Gunner knows more about the history of it. But it's largely an architectural problem, and there's only a few laptops on the market where you could pop a SIM card in. And this is ridiculous because, like, I use the Google Fi cellular plan. It doesn't cost me anything extra per month to have another SIM card because they bill me for the amount of data that I use. So I can just pop a SIM card in any other device, and I, I've done it with my children. I have I have two kids with cell phones. They just don't have a phone number, which they don't care. <laughs> They're like, who the fuck calls people? Right. <laughs> and wait, and wait. they have they have ways to call. They have Facebook Messenger. They can call people on there. They have Hangouts. They can call people on there. But 
they don't actually need a cellular number. So it doesn't cost me anything extra to throw a card in their phones. And in the event that they happen to be away from home, I just try to make sure that they're not watching too much, you know, 1080p video, which is going to chew through my data connection. So wait, if you're asking, you're asking like a practical, like in, in your perspective, like what does this mean? Yeah, like what would a person that doesn't have anything to do with IT or um, the computers, so this, what, what, what so difference it's, would it's, this it's, kind of? It's not going to be Apple, <laughs> especially if they have the AR glasses that they're coming out with. Uh, Apple has enough pull, just like they did with the data plans for the iPhone, that if this is not the basis of like actual cyber decks coming into existence, this is this is like the first, this is like the the, the generation of hardware just before it. So nice. Okay. You ubiquitous perpetually compu- connected com- personal computers with high bandwidth I/O devices. You know, and they're not drilling holes in your brain yet, but it's <laughs> so that, not. It's not like trying to build something out of fucking a laptop h- h- hanging off your. You know, like a fucking desktop hanging off your back. There, there yeah. was a point in time where, um, when you bought an automobile, it only came with an AM/FM radio. Yes, and then all of a sudden, these certain import car companies found a way to fit a full cassette tape player inside that radio, and almost overnight, every single car manufacturer had to change and start using a cassette tape inside the dashboard because yes. that was that was enough of a selling feature. the The idea of buying a laptop that's not always connected <laughs> is going to seem it's going to seem very strange in a few it's years, kind of but nobody's out. talking about it right now because it's actually, it's a little bit too expensive to do. And the cellular providers are kind of, in the, especially in the United States, our cellular providers are, are, they charge way too much and they really don't want you to tether. They don't want you to use that hotspot feature. They want to keep you like way, way under that, that, that data cap um, and then s- charge you like huge prices for it. But the device there's no reason for the devices not to be connected at this point cuz and and to that point too it's like the 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 cellular and wi-fi modem implementation or wi-fi wi-fi adapter implementation on phones for the most part is immensely superior to anything that you get on a desktop because basically they're both kind of hang out like they're 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 ancillary devices the, the the computer can't directly manage them. Your phone can hop between access points or, you know, like basically it can dynamically allocate bandwidth across all of its connections and it will optimize its, its distribution based on signal strength, failed packets, everything like that. So like... And we just take you, it for granted. You just, yeah, it's just like, it, you know, like you, they talk, you know, like I don't know if you've ever played with that setting like Wi-Fi call assistance or something like that. But yeah, like it, it just... it. For the most part, will actively just figure shit out so, instead of you having to, to, to sort it. Next question: As far as our current inf- cell tower infrastructure and, and signal and available bandwidth, I mean, d- I don't. I think we'll. Are be we fine. ready? Yeah. I think we'll be fine. Yeah, because you can't use a phone and a laptop really to consume well, that much data you, at the exact same time, unless you know what I'm saying. Well, you, and, you're and, using and, one or the other. You yeah. really aren't changing your data consumption patterns if you move from an iPhone or an iPad with right. a cell phone connection, a cellular modem connection versus being, you know, being on a laptop. Because effectively, the laptop is a you, you just recontextualize the iPhone. Or the iPad device into something with a little more CPU power and a better, a different UI. You know, you know like you're still consuming all of the Apple services, iCloud. You know, like your Google Drive, your iCloud, everything like that. So I, mean, I want to go over some funny features. I know I'm kind of monopolizing this episode with Apple. Um, I want to go over some I funny really features though, like, because wait, especially as an Android user, I think you're going to like some of these. Um, <laughs> One of them is they finally added picture-in-picture mode. They call it picture-in-picture. It's like a floating video mode um, on their phone. <laughs> so if a video, if you're watching a video and you have to like minimize the whatever you're doing to get to something else, the video goes into like the corner of the screen, which Android's had for quite a while. 
<laughs> it doesn't work half the time because YouTube are assholes. And they don't Which really allow you to do like picture in picture. Yeah. Uh, for, for whatever reason, like well, copyrights. It's, 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 it's a kid's video. Yeah. You can't, you can't, minimize, you can't minimize video for kids. Or for um, kids. This one I thought was so funny. Um, you know how when you get a phone call on Android, it just like comes in on the top of the screen and you could just keep doing whatever you're doing and you could just brush it away? You know what yeah. I'm talking about? Yes. Well, it, it, since the beginning of the iPhone, the phone calls have come in as full screen notifications and you have to accept or, or, oh. or yeah. hang up. Yeah. It, <laughs> they finally, after all these years, they just pop it in the top as a notification like, like nice. it has on Android for, for quite some time now. Uh, I thought that was funny. And this one, this one is, is been bothering me for years. You don't have to keep all of your icons on, on your phone anymore. And I don't know if you know exactly what I'm talking about, but your home screen on Apple has, you, you can't remove any of those icons. <laughs> you haven't been able to since the first iPhone, you can't get rid of an icon on, on your home screen. You could put it into a folder, but you can't actually get rid of it because there's no like app tray like they've had on Android forever. So if you have an iPhone, you have like 100, 200, 300 apps installed, you have to just keep swiping through screens or you have to like throw them into these garbage folders. And then you don't have, it's like so super hard to find them. You're like, fuck, you know, where did I put this? Yeah, I don't use Snapchat all that often. Where did I put my Snapchat icon? And you have to like look through the subfolders and see if you could find Snapchat. They finally put an app shelf in just like Android. So those are like, like people are like getting up and clapping when they announce these features, but it's, it's basically just, you know, it's, it's what Android's had all along. Yeah. And really, really, again, to go back to that, it's that app, Apple will come out with like a kind of weird version and then some Android developer will build an actual Android OEM, like HTC or fucking one or fucking Huawei will, uh, fucking build a cyber deck and then you're gonna like get your brain stolen by the soul killer virus and and, and they trapped in an ai on the web they don't refer to the processor as arm anywhere it's well it's a15 right or something like that or is it the t2 or like because a- a- apple always apple always has a and a number or t and a number yeah yeah their, they, they, they refer to it as as like the series of their processor they don't use the word arm and uh, they keep saying over and over, uh, uh, Apple Silicon, over and over and over, and that's all that they're calling it. So they're they're trying they're trying to brand it as their own chip, even though it's using the ARM architecture. Well, uh, to, to be fair, that there, there was a lot. Of, there's a lot of fucking changes under the covers that they did. You know, him and fucking uh, Jim Keller. He was the guy who went to Intel and just like had to resign a couple weeks or had to take an immediate uh, leave of absence a couple weeks ago. But he's the guy. Yeah, he's the guy who designed the Athlon 64 extension set or the X64 extension set. The guy who built or designed the the, the actual first like proper in-house Apple iPhone chips. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the guy who designed Tesla's self-driving uh, car backend. He went back to AMD, did the Zen, and then he went to Intel. And hopefully, whatever fucking product's coming out in the next two product, re- you know, two product releases from now, is unfucked and, and and good again. But yeah, it's just it's just funny that like the two the, the two the, the two that he's directly responsible for are the one that are probably going to murder his last employer well i'll tell you those those fucking processors those intel processors got hot as hell i have i yes. have i have quite a few macs they get hot as hell they burn my fucking lap um i am holding it, it wrong very very happy to see the uh, the cooler um I don't know if it's going to be faster, but at least the cooler ARM processors. Um, it, you know what else is really fucking hot? Wade, this is you. Uh, oh. Earth? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Wade's like, fuck you guys. You I, can only, I literally can only give a, give a shit about like the fucking... 
I don't really care what it means to me. I don't like the we're, when we get deep in the woods there. Cy- I just we're getting cyberdecks, and that's how and that was awesome. Re- <laughs> that's how we're going to retreat from I, I, this I, I, cursed I fucking up. earth that we're going to s- quickly find ourselves living in. Nice. And, and it's kind of I'm going to get breaks between being a mushroom farmer and then going into cyberspace to to run with the net jockeys. So what hit the news this week was uh, Siberia hit 100 degrees. Yes, yeah, right? 70. Uh, yes, yeah, 70 miles north of the Arctic Circle, where it's supposed to remain cold, uh, hit 100 degrees, the uh, hottest ever recorded. And they started recording, I think, in like the 1890s or the 1880s, something like that. So not good. That's uh, that's not good. That's really, really bad. It's gonna, um, gonna be gonna be an interesting decade. But global yeah. warming is a hoax, though. I know it's uh, you know. because well, and we it, definitely shouldn't alter. <laughs> we definitely should not alter the way we do business. We should roll back EPA protections well, you know, and DEC uh, initiatives. Don't don't wear a mask. Yes. Lick, lick your neighbor. Just randomly <laughs> go up to them and lick them once. It's how you all build, of it's how you build strength. All the global climate climate models are built off of the false premise that the Earth is round. Right, it's flat. So there's not really a circle. It's not an Arctic so, circle. Where, where where this gets interesting is that if that gets warm and that thaws out, and never mind like all the the, the mammoth farts like escaping and like super color of space aids coming out of a corpse from frozen in the tundra. Yeah, you thought coronavirus is bad. <laughs> wait, just wait till the fucking prehistoric shit starts coming coming out. Um but you know like all this all this land that was kind of muck becomes arable. And I don't know if you guys were like did you hear anything about this is that China and India are fucking going at it right now. Yeah, yeah dude. Cashmere. That's crazy. It's, like, it's weird because there's like rules that they have so they can't so there, there, there's like a border skirmish, and it's between Pakistan, India, and China, and it's like it's not even like the it's not even like the territory. It's like this one spot, and really the only reason that China would want it is if they're building a fucking road to fucking roll in and take huge chunks of India's territory at some point. But like. They had a fuck. They had yeah. They had they had like a fucking throwdown between their armies, but they're not allowed to carry bullets, so they can't like officially declare war. Well, how like, did how, Chinese right. soldiers just beat some Indian soldiers to death with sticks in their boots? And dude, wow. that like t- twenty Indian soldiers, like not yes. just like a couple. No, <laughs> like, no, I, I mean, mean like it was it was yes, like it was just you know they just the the only thing I can even even remotely come close to this was that one fucking tree incident they had on in the North Korean border, where the fucking guy got Yo. told to cut down a tree because it was blocking it. Like an American soldier got told to cut down a tree. Like there were some soldiers they had to cut down a tree in the DMZ zone. Yeah. To you know, like it was it was it was you know it was the American side, and a bunch of North Korean soldiers came out with fucking axes and like fucking chopped that guy to death, and then just to kind of show how you know just to show their fuck. Just to they were fucking serious. They had B 52s with nuclear weapons doing orbits around North Korean airspace and like this mass military maneuver. And they had like fucking tanks coming. And then, yeah, they just had a bunch of guys with chainsaws come and fucking chop the tree down. And like basically, I mean, Imagine deploying nuclear weapons over a tree. Yes. But th- that's 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 where we're at. That's the, the, that's the current is, administration. Well, no, if anyone would do it, when you're dealing with irrational actors, and then it's like, oh shit, we're we we didn't really mean to escalate this. We didn't think it was going to escalate like this. Well, but yeah, Russia's going to have all this land open up, and it's just in time for China, China, and that fucking expeditionary force that they were making for Taiwan to roll in and fucking just take it, anyways. It's like, hey guys, I, this is a nice. This is a could nice. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? Like, they have a war. If, if there were two countries that I would love to see, not because I'd, I want to see anyone die or anything like that, but they just go to war with just melee, like well, no, no bladed it, weapons, no, no, just, so just blunt weapons. It's it's, it's, it's the, China yes, and it's, India. They're it's, the two no, biggest. It's, it's, well, it, it's it's literally like war risk as as done as the warriors. You know, like yeah, yeah. Warriors come out to play. Yay. So why is why is this conflict even happening? Like, what's well, what's the like the the like what's the pull back the curtains and shit? Fuck the politics. 
what's really what the fuck is China really up to? Um, well, because uh, the eventual goal is that China says that they, you know, the, the current Chinese government has kind of operated under the the principle that all the all of previous China's borders. Oh, like they're going back in like time, in, back to imperial time. Yes, the map that is the that that is the territory. That, that's what, that is you know, not like, how that shit works. <laughs> well, no, really, 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 it's more just they need, they need to fuck they need to fucking do stuff because the, I mean, like if you see how fucking violently repressive they've become, is that the country is like this unstable shithole mess. Unfortunately, I use the Trump word, but no, I'm like it's 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 a fuck it's it's a fucking disaster waiting to happen, and they just have to keep escalating things to kind of get past. Like Z, yeah, Z and the CCP are just as fucking irrational and unstable as Trump is. Can you imagine just going back to an apartment you used to rent? Can you like yeah? This used yeah, to be yeah. where I lived, Where's and I'm, I came back to reclaim this territory that used well, to be rightfully mine. Didn't didn't? And then didn't, you just murder them? Didn't didn't that happen to you, Wade? Somebody came, somebody took a check that like from from uh, somebody took your check. I want to talk about it. Thought, what? He's no, still no. upset. Yeah, it's not over. Oh, yeah, no, they that. literally just went went to my went to my mailbox, took the check, took the check that was <laughs> to me, and then you know forged my name in the back and deposited it into their fucking bank account. So yeah. Absolutely. What, what did I want to do? I wanted to take a fucking hammer and hammer on a skull until it and opened up. Yeah. <laughs> this used to be my apartment. I'm going to take all your money. Yeah, I lived here once, so uh, it's all mine again. So what, hap- <laughs> what happens when all the like shitty territories that the Canadian government made uh, First Nations... Dot, like First Nations exclusive territory? So like, there's, was it Nunavut and... There's, there's two. There's, there's, there's two. Um, oh, what the heck do they call them? Province. Two, there's two provinces in Canada that belong to the First Nations. Like you know, they're they're effectively you know like yeah, they're, they're like the shitty ones. ones. Like they're like the well, terrible yeah, weather. Well, yeah. What happens when they're not shitty? Because global <laughs> climate change has made them like fucking Central New York was. Uh sadly, years. sadly, gonna you know exactly what's gonna happen. Well, unless they've cut a deal with to get nuclear attack whales from 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 Russia, right? You that shit's going right back to Canada. Unless America, unless America's gone all Walking Dead and fucking tried to take all their stuff with lumber and water. <laughs> yeah, I, that's that'll be a sad moment when that happens. Uh, who do we back on this? I mean, honestly, like who's in it? Who's in what? Who's our best interest in this? Like, who do we? Oh, there's, there, there's, there's no, there's nobody who's. <laughs> do we just? America's like, yeah, we're gonna sit this one out. We're not gonna, well, we're uh, not gonna uh, inter- uh, intervene in this one. For, for, for reals, yes, because uh, I mean, like, you can, you can, sit, like, you know, like, you know, you may have some ancillary partners, like, you know, some of the southeast, the south, Southeast Asia countries, like, maybe Thailand or fucking. No, I'm not. I'm talking Canada. between in, specifically no, no, India no, no. and China. I'm saying like you just you you have those ancillary allies, but yeah, I think we back the in problem, The problem is, is that like Pakistan, Pakistan is fucking living on a razor's edge. You know, like it could it could go fucking caliphate any fucking moment. Um, because they don't have like an you know, unfortunate. How do you put it? They don't have an Erdogan or anybody like that fucking running the thing. I mean, it, it's weird that like Pakistan, Pakistan's like a very. Pakistan is not a dictatorship, but Pakistan, Pakistan's government has a very active. Uh, the military has a very active role. Yeah, in the they government. have nukes. It is what it is. Like they I, have well, nukes. No, and that, but yes, and that that's the thing is that there's effectively Pakistan effectively has three separate countries that uh, like governments that effectively operate within itself, which is that they have. You know they have it. They have effectively an Islamic government. They have a secular government, and then they have a military secular government. And the military secular government's the one that keeps the fucking nukes moving in trucks constantly, so that the other two can't get their fucking hands on them. And makes deals with Saudi Arabia because that you know supposedly that's that was one of the things is that the Saudis paid for Pakistan's nuclear program 
and they have atomic bombs on layaway sitting over in Pakistan. Uh, so that, our fucking friends are the, like, our friends are like the worst. Our friends are the worst. Well, I, I see a siding with India, and and th- this is I don't know anything about global politics, so I'm going to say it for a very dumb reason. But I say we side that the United States sides with India, um, because they've gone out of India as, as a country has gone out of its way to be a service like for the United States to the point where they actually teach English in their country, yeah, and. It, it, so and I, that I honestly, I honestly believe, I believe that politically we're more aligned with them as a country, and because of that, we would side with them over China. Mm-hmm. China, on the other hand, it, is very private about a lot of things. They've lied to us about a lot of things, um, and uh, and we've, we're kind of creating our own little trade war right now with China, um, and, and I don't see that getting better with the current administration. Well, I mean, so, I mean, it's we aren't talking about taking jobs back from India. We should be. Right? No. But we aren't uh, for some reason. Because uh, let, they've well, taken all of our customer service jobs. And somehow, with all of this, like, you know, bring jobs back to, to the United States um, um, movement, it's, it's, it's more on the manufacturing side. It's not, for some reason, it's not on the service side yet. Well, it, let, well let's be real. Most of those jobs are going to be replaced by yeah. alpha, some alphabet product. <laughs> it'll be replaced by the next iphone i mean do yeah. you think gunner from a cultural stance or from like a logistics stance that let's like that that, that we could open up like uh chip manufacturers or like electronic well, manufacturers TS- in india well supposedly tsmc is actually building a foundry here in america well, Interesting. yes i mean like you know we'll, we'll see if it's any more than the the, the foxconn deal like, really, and it's it's one of these concessions that we've made to China, and you could argue that it's basically untenable, but, like, you know, like, Taiwan would be prob- probably the one that's closest in global interest. Yeah. But, you know, Trace is saying, like, India, but what India if we is seize, actually... What if we seize Hong down, Kong? India has usually been uh, a Russian client state. Really? Like they they still have yes, like the 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 in, India's military and intelligence div, like organizations have very close ties with Russia. Interesting. Like, our Pakistan was Pakistan was normally the one the United States did business with. I mean, like we've tried to make inroads in India, but again, that's usually been a pro, you know like they've been they've been attached with Russia, um, and we're kind of aligned we're, we're kind of aligned with Pakistan but there's been some problems because of the whole Pakistan supporting the Taliban because that that's the problem is that there's three fucking separate parallel fucking governments in Pakistan that yeah that, all of Asia two, two two of them two of them will fucking immensely wreck our shit if they come in they come into domination of that you know like uh, either yeah. one through making peace with parties that would wreck our shit, or two, would actively go out and try and wreck our shit. And like with that, I feel like uh, not entirely I, unwarranted, but I no, but I feel like we have to back India because well, if you because because if you back China, like what's <laughs> China? I feel well, is kind of like a opportunist. Like okay, yeah, we'll take your support for now, well, but you know, then so, you'll no longer but, have it. So the the problem being is that one, we've kind of you know, the soft power and everything else. The problem is, is that uh, India is currently led by Modi and his party. Yeah. And Modi is just as much a fucking populist blowhard authoritarian as every other one. And the, unfortunately, the problem with authoritarians, as we've seen, kind of seen in this country, is that they can't fucking back down. Or when they say something ridiculous, their thing is, it's a joke. And then it's like, oh, actually, no, it wasn't a joke. I really, I really meant that, you know. And it's like, there's no geopolitics is kind of based on the idea that you can, like, there are occasionally takesy backsies. And if you're dealing with three parties where there's no takesy backsies, then it's the only thing that can, the only thing it can do is it's like it's like that human giant video of the escalating interview where the guy eventually. The guy, the guy's getting screamed at, and he starts destroying the office. And the like, the, the district manager comes in and just lies on a grenade, and it goes off. Like, there's, just, there's just, there's no, 
There's no de-escalation path. Yeah, it's not good. And nobody wants her business. So it really, it's it's more just like wait for the space rocker aliens or for the for the tundra to melt so that China can go fight Russia, and then they can have peace in our time. Because Russia's too old, and half their nuclear half their nuclear weapons don't work. So it's really kind of just like. It's 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 like it's gonna be the equivalent of someone talking shit someone talking shit to you after you stole their lunch money. It's like better fucking I hope you don't like that fucking sandwich. What'd you say? I hope I hope you like that sandwich. Sir. Poor uh poor Asia. They're just like why why is this happening? <laughs> what the fuck? We should have never we should have never ever gave them cheap plastic manufacturing. Yeah. Fucking A. We actually should have probably not done a lot of things we've done, but we're kind of here. Where are we on time, Trace? We were at an hour. We're at exactly we? an hour. Yeah, I, I so badly wanted to, to transition into into our next topic, but we're going to have to save it for next week. Uh, yeah, I think some of it will. Yeah, I think I think some of it will. We'll see. It'll See it'll still it'll still be valid. It was kind yeah, of it'll still be relevant. Day, but it'll there's still no, be there's no good dads. There's no good dads in this this, this discussion. I mean, not not on the podcast. I mean, the whole shit storm that's about to go down on the other side of the planet. So with that, there's a little cliffhanger for next week. Um, we gotta I gotta kill it. I, have, I must bad kill the dad show. Dad. <laughs> Must be a bad dad and kill the show. With that, (laughs) thank you everybody for uh, for listening. Give us a like, a listen, a share. We uh, are much appreciated for uh, for your support, and um, we will catch you later. Gunner, take us on out of here. Ride the snake. Ride the snake. Ride the snake. Ride the snake.